Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Never thought that anyone in their right mind could ever treat another human so unkind. Didn't you leave a note way behind? Was that the human thing to do? Well, how are you going in your work life? A new book hit the market recently called Working With Mean Girls by a female author and psychologist Meredith Fuller, who we managed to get on the phone. What made you want to write a book about that? What concerned me was I've been in my practice for 30 years and over that period of time I mainly see people, men and women, coming for careers counselling, career change. But in the last eight or nine years I've noticed a, a massive shift where most of the concerns were to do with difficulties they were having with another female at work. And it was so distressing to these people that they're actually getting sick, they were taking work cover or stress leave, they were frightened to go to work, they were feeling humiliated because they're very complex, highly educated, competent women, but they weren't able to handle this behaviour. So that really concerned me. And then there was the next level of it where... There were a number of women who perhaps had had difficulties at school, uh, primary school. Children can be very cruel to each other and they may have had experiences of not being the, in the in crowd or having some nastiness uh, in some way and then this has happened to them again at work and it's often triggered some terrible problems with their self-esteem or guilt. Or What was happening in society, do you think, over that eight years when you said there was that sudden like upsurge? Look, I think what we're seeing is we're certainly seeing seeing an increase in the unpredictability of change. I I, I tend to think we're having um, more change than ever, it's more rapid than ever, and part of the changes are that we don't necessarily have a strong sense of family and community as we once would have had because um, the shape of our organisations are getting so large and impersonal. And to be fair to the mean girls, I think a lot of the mean girls are under incredible pressure. We're all under pressure to perform more with less. I thought it was a pretty brave title for someone to write about and I'm wondering if it was a man who wrote that book. Well, I think two things. First of all, I was writing about something that women don't talk about, so that's always a high risk because you're bringing to consciousness something that's often hidden. The other thing about men is I don't know if a man could have written it because what men do in relation to other men in work settings is so different and most of the time I don't think they're aware of the subtle things that women do to each other so it would be very strange for a man to be so concerned to even pick it up. I guess the reason that it hit me was because my friend many years ago he worked uh, for a government department and he used to say to me he was the only male in this female environment and he would tell me about the stuff that went on and the things that they did and said. But, yeah, you're right, exactly. I guess most guys wouldn't be in that situation, would they? No, no, no. And the other thing I noticed with men, they tend to be more overt, um, you know, if they're competing for resources at work or... Um, you know, their attitudes to each other, it tends to be something that they will name, they will behave outwardly like that, but they're also able to say at the end of the day, look, it's business, that's how it is, so if they're all, you know, having drinks after work, they can kind of forget it, 
Whereas women, um, it tends to be more subtle and it might be something that's been brewing for a long time and whether the behaviour starts from anger or whether it starts from hurt, um, essentially there'll, there'll be, you know, for some reason um, there's a, a sense that a woman's decided she doesn't like someone else or she considers them to be a nuisance, she wants to get rid of them or she doesn't want to help them in any way. Um, they're so subtle that sometimes they don't let other women, let alone men, see what they're doing. So for the, the person who's been targeted, sometimes they're, they're really feeling very confused. Is it really happening or am I too sensitive? Or they worry a little about, did I do something to offend her? What did I do? Or they think, gee, this must be, you know, how people are and, you know, I've got to toughen up and all, but I can't and I don't know how to handle it and it starts bothering me and I don't want to go to work. And so you can see how that insidious nature can end up with women, you know, feeling very stressed and and often becoming ill. Absolutely. Are you able to share one or two examples uh, that you've written about in this book? the women um, that we're talking about who, who seem to be the target or the butt of this are very hardworking, very diligent, very committed staff and, and they'll just be working terribly hard. So one particular example like that was a very senior staff woman who her manager for some strange reason just started attacking her and um, you know fault finding and questioning her competence and, and they'd get into arguments about uh, reports that she'd written and uh, one day the woman called her in and started berating her and the next thing we knew the woman, woman just got so angry she upturned a desk and this person ended up you know falling to the floor and being really frightened and wow. um, had to actually leave the premises and was terribly shaken up. And, of course, what happens is there were no witnesses. So, you know, the the senior person just said, oh, you know, can't she take a little bit of plain speaking? And, oh, he's making a mountain out of a molehill. And what's the problem? And So uh, in that case, that woman had 12 months on work leave, work cover, and realised eventually she really couldn't go back to the workplace. So it did interfere with her career. Wow. Do you give suggestions on how victims can go about healing and how they can go about dealing with situations like that? Yes. So what I've done is with identifying the eight specific types that are very common in Australian women's stories, with each of the types, I've identified what the behaviours are so you can see the cluster of behaviours, how that person targeted feels and Then I talked about what they can do to minimise the behaviour from the mean girl. And then I talk about, well, look, how do you manage and handle this, whether you're a co-worker, a direct report, or whether you're the manager and and it's your um, support staff doing it to you. Then talking about the issue of stress, how to decide whether you need to leave the situation or whether you can manage to stay. But essentially, giving strategies for women to cope who are not the sort of women who are going to be able to stand toe-to-toe with this mean girl and, you know, have it out with them or try some tricky thing. Because as a lot of the women said, look, I'm a decent person. I don't want to stoop to their level. Because often if we understand what's underneath the mean girl's behaviour, we can be two steps ahead of them. And then again, in some situations, it wouldn't matter what you did. You can't really impact on their behaviour. So then we talk about, well, look, it might be that you look at a trans or shift who you report to 
you know, you might you might reconsider a similar industry or you might say, look, I have to stay here but I need some emotional support so I need to start talking about this and getting some support systems in place because one of the problems often is you won't say anything at work but you'll go home and tell your family and you'll tell your family every night till they never want to hear about this situation ever again. <laughs> But they can't help. I remember how amazed I was when I discovered the uh, books by Dr. Townsend and Dr. Cloud called Boundaries. It's okay to say yes when you want to say yes, and it's okay to say no when you want to say no. Learning not to be a doormat, learning to set boundaries. They open the book by giving a day in the life of a woman without boundaries, and they end the book a day in the life of that woman with boundaries. And truly, it's just... It's so true, isn't it? And because we often like to help people, our first instinct is, oh, of course we can do that. Oh, yes, we'll take that on. And so in the workplace, for example, that woman, in her lack of boundaries day, she was just being given more and more work to do and she was only working a 20-hour week and she was saying, yes, I'll do it, yes, I'll do it, and she was losing complete control of her life, right? That was just one of the areas. And then in the day of her with boundaries, the boss came up to her and said, can you do all this work? And she turned around and said, sure, which 20 hours? would you like me to do? Yes, perfect. Wasn't that a beautiful response? It's perfect because often we can have a fear that if we say no, we may be rejected. Yeah. Or abandoned or whatever. And, exactly. Um, I think the biggest lesson for us is to actually stop and take a breath and have a think before we initially respond because it's almost like we're programmed to say yes and it's very uh, a big issue for a lot of us to learn to say no and that we're allowed to say no and it's assertive, not aggressive. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for your time. That's a pleasure. Never thought that anyone in their right mind could ever treat another human so unkind. Didn't you leave a note way behind? Was that the human thing to do? Psychologist Meredith Fuller and her very insightful book, Working With Mean Girls. I'm waiting for her follow-up to come out, Working With Mean Males. In dealing with mean people in general, there is a very wise lesson in Proverbs, written about 3,000 years ago, which simply reminds us of a choice that we can make. Proverbs chapter 15, it says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.